All right, all right, all right. Who's ready to get naked? Welcome to the Let's Get Naked podcast, where we strip down all the layers of insecurity in order to have open and honest conversations about all things surrounding love and money. We're your hosts, Ama and Saeed Shabazz. So the topic that we're going to discuss with you, um, how we uh, kind of got connected with your wife, was one of the topics that we discuss on Instagram. We talk about the topics for the week, and we dropped the episode on that Friday of what the topics were. So the one that she commented on was um, uh, babies and how people are disrespectful and don't realize how disrespectful they are when they ask about you. When they ask a couple why they, why they don't have children. Why they don't have children. When are they going to have like, yes. like so we did a whole thing about that in your lifetime and very beautifully, elegantly and expressed, uh, you know, what you guys are going through. And we were like, we would love to hear your story. Hence, here you are. <laughs> That's the long and the short of it. <laughs> so I guess we'll just go ahead and, and sort of uh, get into the questions um, if you're okay with that. Um, when, when did you guys, how long have you guys been together? We've been together since like December of 2014. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Okay. So it was like the year before. Yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh, okay. How'd you guys meet? Uh, we actually met just earlier that year uh, at a mutual friend's um, Passover celebration uh, nice. that I've gone to for for multiple years. He kind of throws a a little Passover celebration for some of his Jewish and non-Jewish friends. Um, and it was her first year going to it in 2014. And, and we met and uh, I was pretty smitten basically right away. And then uh, over the next, you know, six, six plus months, we kind of got to know each other and became friends and, and uh, built a relationship from there. Nice. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. That's so cute. Okay. So Sammy, if you could, Give us a little background on, on what you sort of commented on um, our post. So if we if you want to go back, the post was stop saying start a family when you mean have kids because a couple is still a family. And, and Sammy chimed in. She said, I have a lot to say on this subject. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you could give us a little background on, on like what you what you uh, told us, that'd be great. Uh, I basically said, so I don't know if there's a quick way to go into our <laughs> like I wrote. Take your time. Take your time. I feel like we got to back it up to, to what our situation kind of is. For, go for it. really explain, but I'll let, uh, I'll, start, I'll start with this. So okay. yeah, Joey, Joey and I met in 2014, uh, in December, and then we dated maybe I don't know if it was like, it was like six or eight months that we were dating. And then I was, we were laying in bed one day and he like turned to me and he was like, I have this like bump over here. Like, does this, does this look weird to you? Like, does this feel weird to you? And I like, touched. it was like a big lump, right? Like mm-hmm. a rib. And I was like, yeah, that's not, that's not good. You should go to the doctor. Right. And sure enough, a uh, long, very long story shorter. Um, he was diagnosed with a very 
rare form of pancreatic cancer. That's in our cell carcinoma. Mm -hmm. And then, um, like... And that was in July of 2015. Yeah. Uh, and, so about... About six or eight months. About eight months uh, after we started dating. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. And it's, it's really interesting because, like, I think if it was anyone else, well, I, that's not true. I, I'm maybe just the kind of person who would just do that anyway, as far mm-hmm. as like, dropping everything and like being there for him and taking care of him. But we saw initially, like on keeping on the topic of babies, <laughs> we initially saw three oncologists to kind of figure out how we were going to attack his cancer because they say you're supposed to meet three oncologists. They're all going to give you the same game plan. And then you just go with the one that you like. Well, that's what our, our uh, surgeon or my surgeon told me. He said, you know, you'll, you'll go see some oncologists and they'll all say basically the same thing. Turns out they told us absolutely uh, different, completely different, uh, like very Goldilocks-esque uh, wow. <laughs> standards or not standards of care, but um, uh, protocols, you know, to, to deal with my treatment. So we saw one who said, um, you know, we'll give you kind of the, the standard standard treatment for pancreatic cancer, see how that works out, kind of a middle of the road. And you have um, two years. Yeah, and, oh. and about an 18, 18 month to two year prognosis um, from, from all the doctors. Uh, then we saw another doctor who said, you know, you're, you're 26 years old, 25 years old, sorry, at the time. Um, I, it sounds like, you know, you don't want to throw in any towels. Uh, so in my opinion, we should really throw the book at it. I'm going to put together like a custom pedal to the metal kind of plan for you uh, with oncology, maybe some radiation, all that. Uh, and then I saw third oncologist and he said, uh, you know, there's no standard of care for your cancer because it is so rare. Um, so come back in six months for another CT scan, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, I had a CT scan like two months later and that's when I was diagnosed stage four, uh, you know, wow. so I'm really glad we wound up going with, uh, the Dr. Picozzi, uh, with the kind of full, full package. Well, it's <laughs> but, the book at it. Yeah. yeah. Smart. But the, the first oncologist we saw who gave us kind of the, the middle of the ground plan, um, they said something we should potentially look at as well before I started chemotherapy or radiation uh, was freezing sperm since some, some chemotherapies, especially uh, aggressive chemotherapies, which are what I was going to be using, uh, could affect your fertility and ability to reproduce after um, as well as, you know, I mean, fertility in general and then also stuff like motility and and, you know, yeah, those more specific type effects. So um, that was one of the first conversations uh, we had with, with an oncologist. But there was more to that conversation, too, which was that that oncologist suspected that he had a mutation with his genes, uh, which I think is called Lynch syndrome. I'm not sure. I, I, don't remember. I, I remember all of this pretty well, actually. <laughs> that, wrote it before. <laughs> uh, that was the mutation they thought that he had and then he had asked or she had asked us if he was Jewish mm-hmm. which he was like no I'm not Jewish but my girlfriend's Jewish and she was like well she she in her own words was basically like you guys should 
have kids. I mean, she said there was there were risk factors potentially with my rare my rare disease and potential genetic like if there were potential genetic ramifications that caused that, and right. then uh, you know with with her heritage as well, there might be some that that gene mutation is more common with my lineage. Oh, okay, gotcha. Ashkenazi Jewish. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So. And at the time, like we'd only been dating like eight months and it was still pretty new. And it, I didn't even really process it. I was just like, okay. And then I kind of got in the car after we met with her and like, it, it like hit me that like, that was just like, not even in the cards for us. But then at the same time, I was like, but he's got a two year prognosis. So like, I can't right. think about this right now. Like guys, this is not even in my brain space so like that you know went away and then I think over time it started hitting me like my uh, friends of mine were getting pregnant and I was like man that's like really not in the cards for us and then we've been you know we like he's been doing great this this is five years later now and we've had conversations about you know like maybe one day adopting we look into adoption. You can't adopt if you have, if someone's terminal, like in in writing, he's terminal. Like he's a stage four cancer patient. If you try and adopt a kid and you're like, one of us is stage four cancer patient, even if he has no evidence of disease right now, like they're, they need a a five year clean. Oh, wow. Um, Which right now I'm a year and a half Mm -hmm. outside of. So about a year and a half since my, uh, first recurrence, uh, last recurrence, only recurrence, hopefully. Uh, so, um, still, still a large amount of time before we could even really consider going down, uh, even the adoption. And this happens to me very often. I think it happens way less to him, I think, but like, even, you know, in, in my own family for a while, it's just not, I think that sometimes, yes, it's disrespectful when people ask you, you know, like, when are you having kids? Or like, but I think mostly it's just an ignorant thing to ask. Like, right. I don't think people, at the heart of it, I think people are saying it because it's something relatable that people could talk about if your parents or, you know, they want, they want to know, like, you have kids, are you happy? Because they associate that kind of family with happiness and not just like so with happiness, with happiness. Yeah. um and then I don't think that people think often enough because it's not in their realm of possibilities for them to not have kids that right in the cards for some people and you would never think like looking at him that he couldn't have kids like just you know just a split second assessment of like a healthy looking a 30 year old guy like you wouldn't think that guy can't have kids one day but you never know someone's especially like women especially because there's even more complications with women and like all kinds of things that could be causing them you know to be unable to have children and you just never know so i think education on that for sure definitely I think it's interesting. I think about um, fertility versus infertility. Like uh, the world 
that we live in, every, the majority of people are right-handed. So a lot of things are set up for right-handed people. I'm a lefty, so I can speak highly. So being a lefty is like, wait, how do I do this? People are like, J- you just do it. I'm like, I'm a, that doesn't work for me. I'm left-handed. It's like, oh. So I know it's two totally different worlds, but it's that same kind of mindset. They're so used to it being one way that when you get something that's completely the opposite, it's like, hmm, I never thought about that. It's like, yeah, I matter too. So Even more, like, you know, like we're in a different economy and a different world than the people that are asking us these questions. Like, I have so many friends that can't, it's not that they can't have kids. Like a lot of people can have kids and a lot of people can't have kids. But even if you can have kids, like, can you buy a house? Probably not right now. Like, thank you. (laughs) you, Like, can you even buy a car right now? Like, and especially right right. now, like, there's so many people on unemployment right now. Like you just shouldn't be asking people. (laughs) Is is that even in the conversation? Well, okay. So I remember when I, when we discussed this, I remember telling you about how my situation and how like with my sickle cell anemia, I didn't, I didn't, I was worried about my health, the health of the baby things like that. And also getting um, my diagnosis for early menopause. When I told my mother about it, she was just like, well, don't give up. Keep trying. You know, there's going to be a way for you. Like, how did your family um, respond to? Um, Well, first, when, when we first met with that oncologist, this was like so early in that in this journey for us. But the first thing that happened was, I, I believe Joey told his parents and I had had a conversation with my mother about the fact that they wanted him to freeze his sperm. And both of our, both of our parents, even though we'd only been dating for a short period of time, were like, we'll chip in and like pay for you to freeze the sperm. And we like researched it and we were like, holy shit, that is so expensive. Wait, how much is that? Does that typically cost? Was it a couple hundred at first, or was it a couple thousand? I'm trying to remember. It's it's a couple hundred for the initial yeah for appointment, like, and then to you it they charge you right, annually. Yeah, you get like a, a couple hundred dollar storage fee essentially. Um, You're basically buying a storage fee. Storage fee. Okay. Our actual storage unit. <laughs> Oh really? I'm sorry. What? It like I want to say it was something like eight hundred dollars or something annually, or I don't maybe more than that. (gasps) We we I mean the short answer is we looked at it and again this was so early on in our relationship and we we looked at it and we talked about it and even with our our family offering to help offset or or pay for some of the costs we were like well and another factor is that. Um, as you store sperm, as time goes on, it's, it's viability goes down to where I think at like five years, it's a really, uh, you know, you start approaching, like, is it, is it even worth it to have stored, have have had it stored? But the main thing was that they gave him a two-year prognosis and we were like, why? So like, why would we? Maybe we're going to throw a couple thousand dollars into this for, you know, who knows why. Um, and right. we thought about it too, and we were like, you know, if if eventually we 
do get to a place where we can and we want to have kids, you know, why not, again, with a potential genetic snafus, uh, why not just adopt and, and go down that route of, you know, there are already so many kids out there who need uh, a family that wants to have them with all these roadblocks that would face us having our own, you know, biological uh, children. Why not just do that if that's, you know, eventually a, an option for us, so. But I have to say this too, because this yeah, there, this is Lego. <laughs> oh, so cute. Even on my end, like the idea of adopting a child as much as like I love children and I like I would feel really good about adopting a kid the thing that really breaks my heart whenever somebody asks me and the topic gets brought up is the thought that like his possibility of recurrence is so high that if like if we adopted a kid and like he had a recurrence to have to put a another person through that Right. Especially a child, like it was it was traumatic enough for me and right. that kind of trauma in like a child's life, especially like a really young child, could be devastating for like yeah. that's I think that's the most painful thing for me when people bring it up. Right. I understand like you you're trying to give me hope by saying like you can adopt or like and then the worst thing is when somebody says we go through the notion of like or we go through the motions of like we you know it's not in the cards for us well you can adopt we actually can't adopt because you know can't adopt when you're terminal well you know there's other things you could get like a what are they they said something you could get a surrogate blah 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 and i'm like no i already and then they say well if he's terminal then you never know you could still have kids one day and then i'm just like you <laughs> like did you like, say that that's like and that happens like more often than I've I'm ever sure done. yeah I'm sure I, I mean we get it yeah so <laughs> it's almost like you want to tell people by the second question like hey look do me do us both a favor put the shovel down you're digging a hole it's not gonna be <laughs> exactly. stop next topic how about those nicks you know what I mean it's like completely um Get a yeah, dog. We, get a dog. That's what it is. You know, exactly. <laughs> That's, I didn't know it was that steep to, uh, to uh, save, uh, freeze your sperm. I'm in the wrong business, man. I got to get a storage unit and get some freezers and some ice. Get it going. Liquid I, can tell, I can use a business partner. <laughs> I just imagine, like, it's got to all be, like, power. It's got to, yeah, to just constantly have to power all the, the freezers and then have backup generators because that goes out, like all the sperm die. You know? Yeah, that's not, yeah. But then I'll just charge a service fee, and, you know. <laughs> I wonder, well, no, I wonder that's, that's about, like people that freeze sperm in places like Louisiana or Florida, and I'm just like, that's like a really bad risk. <laughs> I'm thinking of myself, like, you're paying so much money for your sperm, and then, like, a hurricane's going to come and, like, knock out. Exactly. It's going to get flooded, and your sperm's just going to float away. I don't know. These are things uh, like... <laughs> that sounds like the beginning of a movie. <laughs> Ninja Turtles or something. Ninja Sharks or some crap. And that's happened. <laughs> Ninja Gators. All right. <laughs> 
So what is something uh, that you, I think we kind of touched on it, but just to be specific, what would you advise or how would you advise someone to approach that question without being offensive? Being offensive. Like in a perfect world, what would that look like for you? Fair for people to ask, like, do you have kids? Right. You know, because it is, like I said, it's not, it's not a rude thing to ask if, if you have kids. In my opinion, I think it's not a rude thing to ask. I think that if right. someone says no, it just stops there. Ask another. It stops, yes. <laughs> like, don't have to pry. It's not your business why someone doesn't have right. kids. The end. Like, that should just be the polite thing to do. Any conversation, like, another thing is, do you have kids? What if someone says, I had a kid? Oh, that's true. Or I had a like yesterday. You know, like you never know. Wow. You guys, you gotta be prepared to emotionally respond to somebody's answer if that's the question you're gonna ask. Right, right. That's very true. I. uh, That's funny you say that. I slipped up one time and I said. Happy Mother's Day to somebody. I was like, oh, and, and to your mother as well. And they're like, my mother's dead. I was like, <gasps> yeah. mm. so most of the time, it's not even worth taking an extra step because you never know what you're stepping into. So right. just, just stop with what you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard when those ones happen. Yeah. Um, to tell you that they have kids because once yeah. they have kids, they don't shut up about them. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Very true. People with kids, they do not. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about that. Right. Before I ask that question, I look at my watch to make sure I have time to right. an answer. <laughs> you know what? I'm leaving in a minute. I'm not going to ask about your kids. Just You're going to be looking at pictures right. and everything. Right? <laughs> and I get it. I, I, no, you're I a just... baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's one using the remote. Did you know kids use the remote? Yes, I know that. Because they have access to it. They practice. But, um, I understand. Uh, why people get excited about their children because children are literally a miracle and i get that you know and if you have your own child it's like oh this is my baby like yeah let me show you but it's almost like showing off your brand new car to somebody who's taking the bus and who got their car repoed and can't get a car and it's like you know just kind of be be cognitive be aware of your audience that not everybody is in the same situation yeah, you know do, you. do a temperature check that's not saying that you have to be embarrassed about what you have but just be sensitive <laughs> that sensitivity <laughs> is gone um because we we expect it to be so normal when normal is different to everybody yeah absolutely so if there's anything that you want people to take away from this would it just be being more sensitive about the questions that you, you I, ask or how you approach it? it? I feel like it goes so much deeper than even just asking about kids. Like, just, yeah. more, you know, like... Well, but people, I mean, it's not even a current thing. That's I mean, people's lives are such... So I, I'm a bartender typically, not right now, because uh, half of the people, I'm more sure. than are laid off. And, you know, I, I think one thing you learn early on when you're working, when you work with people like that is like asking yes or no questions, asking direct, like prying questions. There are so many times and so many ways, you know, like you said, how, how many times have we each put our foot in our respective mouths uh, asking a question that turns out to be inappropriate. And so 
being like asking open-ended questions rather than direct yes or no like oh are you planning on having kids well what are your plans for your family maybe or what does your family have plans for the future what are your family's future plans like those types of things um can help you be so much more sensitive to someone's situation um and you know just letting someone working through a conversation is so much uh leading and following you know if if someone is having a conversation and is clearly trying to stay away from a topic or is trying to pursue another topic you know stick you know there there might be a reason why someone's avoiding the the questions you're trying to go down or the 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 route you're trying to go down i think you said it pretty well <laughs> i was gonna say just like like i said earlier just be prepared to to respond appropriately if you ask a question and you're put your, your foot in your mouth like do you do you own a home even right now is like you know <laughs> I had a home or <laughs> <laughs> anything oh man yeah where do you I, live I, uh, I, what was that where do you live oh right <laughs> um I I I like that because so you're a bartender and then you're a therapist, correct? I'm I'm so, in school. Uh, not a therapist yet. <laughs> in, I'm sorry, in school. Study. Soon too. I'm speaking into existence. Sorry to there. I appreciate um, it. <laughs> no, problem, no problem. You gotta you gotta see it. You know, you gotta plan. But one thing that's that I think is the through line throughout it all, and it's something that I constantly highlight in our podcast, is as humans we've we've gotten away from communicating effectively and we just say things that we think are catchy trendy or you know conversation starters just because it's a norm in some circles which doesn't make it a norm right we all know that but i think we just need to get back to paying attention to each other and you know speaking with love and with care because when you speak from that perspective you're less likely to hurt a feeling because it's compassionate mm-hmm. versus just crying and you know the words out there. hey how you doing actually this morning was a little rough okay great like really great you, you were you were, you were programmed to say that you didn't even care you know so it's getting out of that program and being actual human beings because the androids are coming <laughs> you know being human beings while we can and listen to each other and, and really engage and pay attention because if i say how's your day and you start doing this it's like do you want to talk about it? What's going on? Right? Just pay, the, the, the small things versus how you doing? Oh, that's great. Well, all right. Have a great day. I find myself doing that with my neighbor sometimes. It's like, hey, how's it going? I don't really care. But it's like, but again, I have to put myself in the mindset and just go. <laughs> I'm at home, so. So, <laughs> but um, it could be as simple as instead of how you doing, say, hey, and let it be that. Yeah. Right. So those extra steps, like I said earlier, can oftentimes be unnecessary and dig a hole for you. Yeah. Um, this was great, man. Do you guys have anything else you want to share? Anything you want to tell the people if you have a business or... Uh, Where pe- can people find you? Yeah, if you want to continue a dialogue or if you want to, somebody has a question about it, they may be going through something similar and you know what might want to reach out for support. Yeah. If you want to follow Joey's journey, you can follow him on Instagram. Oh, Okay. Nice. What is your Instagram handle? Uh, I think it's uh, Joey <laughs> Joey underscore Rubens R E U B E N S. 
is, <laughs> is my Instagram. Uh, and then if you want to follow Sammy, uh, she's at Sammy Witness. Straight Sammy across. Witness. S-A-M-M-Y Witness. Like, can I get a witness? Um, and then, uh, okay. <laughs> I mostly post recently about um, kink advice and sex education. Okay. <laughs> That's your jam. And right. you I remember you telling me that. <laughs> I can fill you yeah, in. Sex education, man. We all do things. What was that? Sorry, what was? I missed that last part. Oh, I, was, I just if you if you want to ask questions about sex, then you can send them to me, and then I answer them on my pages and on TikTok. Great, awesome. great. We awesome. might bring you back for another right. for another episode. <laughs> Yeah, I think we did have do an episode on crazy kinks. I got you. Crazy kinks. Oh, you, you know what? We're going to talk soon. Let's get <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Um, guys, this was awesome, man. You guys are amazing. Um, it was a joy. It like, really we'll definitely was. Speak Thank with you, you guys so much for joining us. Joy, keep, keep fighting the fight, brother. Congratulations, yeah. man. And, um, we wish you guys all the best. And uh, we'll definitely keep in touch. We'll have you on another right. episode. Right. Absolutely. Thank Can you, guys. You all, in our hearts, you're officially part of our family and community. So welcome to the Let's <laughs> You Make It family. All right, guys. And that's all we got. Aww. Yes. All right. Take it easy. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We'd like to invite you all to get naked with us and follow us on Instagram at The Real Let's Get Naked. You can also DM us any questions that you might have and we just might answer them on the podcast. Also, feel free to go to our website where you can ask us questions as well at StrongerTogetherProductions.com. This podcast was brought to you in part by On the Rise Media.